Joseph, and you are listening to the Vivid Ascension Podcast. Thanks so much for being here. I'm really excited for today's episode. I, I want to first off apologize for the delay in getting this episode out. Last week was really busy for me. This week has also been a bit busy, but I have had it on my heart to do a bit of a follow-up video to the last episode on community because hearing back as i listened back to that episode i caught how i was mentioning vulnerability and i thought to myself well it's deeper than that because you can't be vulnerable with anybody so i thought it would be helpful to talk about it so in today's episode we're going to get into vulnerability we're going to get into how there is a level of wisdom and discernment that must be um, taken or applied when being vulnerable with other people, with another person. And we're also going to look at some really great examples of when vulnerability goes wrong and why we need to have wisdom and discernment and we're also going to take a look at a really great example of what vulnerability should look like when you are a leader um, within the church uh, or if you are just using we'll, we'll, we'll get into it I'm sorry to, to cut off that thought uh, but without further ado let's get into it so also I noticed for the past, I want to say two episodes, the audio has seemed a little too loud. So I apologize for that. That's something that I'm trying to figure out. I'm working on it. So yeah, I just wanted to address that. Uh, and as always, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. The support means a lot. So let's get into it. All right. So vulnerability you can be vulnerable with just anybody you're not best friends with everybody right so there definitely needs to be a level of wisdom and discernment and you need to have appropriate boundaries and i don't know if that was something that i really specified in the last episode when i was talking about community boundaries are very very important and very necessary one because it's a way for you to protect yourself scripture says that we're to guard our hearts but it's also a way for you to protect others right because maybe that level of vulnerability isn't something that they are ready or prepared to handle because there's a great deal of responsibility involved when if someone is being vulnerable with me I take that seriously and I'm able to take on the weight of responsibility in that vulnerability but that doesn't mean the next person over is also able to reciprocate that maybe there are people who can and maybe there are people who can't and that's why you need wisdom and you need discernment and let's just be honest and let's just be real sometimes people just don't need to know your business right because 
you know, if God gives you, if God gives you a dream, that dream isn't meant for the world. It's meant for you to know. You could share that dream with people who you know want to see that dream come alive in your life. And people who you know will support you, encourage you, hold you accountable, pray for you. But those are the only type of people that you should be that vulnerable to that extent with. And an example, uh, a great example of vulnerability going wrong, and he definitely learned from his lesson. And when you look at the big picture, God had a plan through it all, is when we look at the story of Joseph in Genesis. We're going to start at chapter 37, and we're going to start from the top. Jacob lived in the land of his father's sojournings, in the land of Canaan. These are the generations of Jacob. Joseph, being 17 years old, was pasturing the flock with his brothers. He was a boy with the sons of Bila and Zilpah, his father's wives. And Joseph brought a bad report to them, of them to their father. Now Israel loved Joseph more than any other of his sons because he was the son of his old age. And he made him a robe of many colors. But when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers, they hated him and could not speak peacefully to him. Let's pause right there. It's wise not to open yourself up and make yourself vulnerable to people who maybe have made it clear to you that they could care less about your well-being. They could care less about any blessings that God has for you or any success that you find in life or any dreams that you have for yourself. Joseph couldn't see that, right? Because he was being a bit um, immature, a bit naive. And of course, they were his brothers, right? Now, Joseph had a dream. And when he told it to his brothers, they hated him even more. He said to them, hear this dream that I have dreamed. Behold, we were binding sheaves in the field, and behold, my sheaf arose and stood upright. And behold, your sheaves gathered around it and bowed down to my sheaf. His brothers said to him, Are you indeed to reign over us, or are you indeed to rule over us? So they hated him even more for his dreams and for his words. So following this, Joseph's brothers plot a plan to murder him. And it was Reuben one of his older brothers that insisted that they do something else. Let's not kill him. We don't want any blood on our hands. And they ended up selling him into slavery. Talk about when, <laughs> when keeping it real goes wrong, right? Um, talk about an example of the dangers of being vulnerable. Even, even though these were his siblings, this was his family. It would have been wise for him to keep that dream close to the chest and to keep it to himself. The next example that we have here is in the story of Job. Now, if you know the story of Job, um, God is pleased with Job. Job is very faithful to the Lord. And one day Satan challenges that and it's almost as if God and the enemy make a bet. And so God allows 
Job to be attacked um, by the enemy. And so now Job, who was a very wealthy man and had land and had um, animals and, and a family, is, is losing everything. He's losing his land, he's losing his cattle, and he's losing his family. And he is confiding in his friends because, of course, naturally, he's, he's heartbroken. And I'm not saying that he shouldn't have done that. I'm not saying that Job shouldn't have been vulnerable. By no means am I saying that. But I am saying that it is, it, there is something that we can learn here because Job's friends end up accusing him. They end up saying, oh, you know, God is, is righteous and he's just and he only, you know, serves justice. And so if, if all of these horrible things, if all of these bad things are happening to you, then you must be responsible. And they really were just putting the blame on him. Right. They said that it was it was his fault that he was suffering because the righteous wouldn't have they, they wouldn't suffer in this way. And I think there's something that we can get out of that. Here is Job being vulnerable with his friends and his friends are in a way they're bringing him down. Sometimes, you know, there, there, there are levels, there are levels to vulnerability. And we even see that with Jesus and the 12 disciples, you know, Jesus, although he had these 12 disciples, one of them being Judas who betrayed him, he wasn't tight, as tight with in, in the same level with all of them. Of course, he loved them all. He loved them all equally. He washed all of their feet, even Judas. But in terms of vulnerability, in terms of maybe sharing secrets, in, in terms of, you know, opening himself up, uh, he didn't do that with all of the disciples. There were levels to it. You know, he only brought Peter, James, and John uh, to the Garden of Gethsemane, you know. And he, they, they were the only three that were able to see the open heaven. The other, the other disciples didn't see that. They didn't have that experience with Jesus. And there, there, there's something that we can learn from that. You know, it's, it's, it's when you're in community, and I know the last episode was about community, but it's important to understand how you ever go to a church and you just, you just, you know, maybe the church feels a bit clicky, or maybe you just feel like you're closer to some people than you than others. And it doesn't mean that you have beef with those people that you're not as close with or that you think less of them. It just means you're just not as close with them. I think that's okay. That's normal. That's natural. And there are also seasons. Maybe there you'll in, encounter your, or you'll enter a season where you interact with this person or these people more. And maybe that season will shift. You know, and that's that's okay. The Lord will guide you through that. But we also have to be in tune with his Holy Spirit. The example I had I had mentioned how there was just a beautiful example of 
vulnerability as a leader. And in Romans 7, you know, in the book of Romans written by Paul, he's addressing the Romans as the gospel is being spread and he's giving them, he's, he's instructing them and he's giving them advice. And he makes himself vulnerable, but he didn't make himself vulnerable for the sake of them bearing his burdens, where sometimes those would be one of the, re that would be one of the reasons why we would choose to be vulnerable with someone. But he made himself vulnerable as a leader, speaking to them so that he could make a point. And so that I think he, he, he as he's making himself vulnerable here, he's showing that, hey, we're all in this walk, this journey together and i think when you see you know I'm, I'm not perfect i have struggles every day is a new day every day has new challenges but it's a walk and it's a journey to seek christ and we're all in this together that's the whole point of vivid ascension encouraging each other as we're all on our own individual walks and when you see people in the body who are able to just be vulnerable for the sake of encouraging others making it clear hey you're not in this on your own that is very powerful so i'm gonna read romans chapter 7 and i'm gonna start at verse 13 so here's here is paul addressing the this church and just imagine how how open he's being how candid he's being as a leader so he says in uh, verse 13 did that which is good and he's he's talking about the law and sin and he's explaining how we are not although we're no longer under the law through christ it doesn't mean that we should just continue on living in sin Verse 13, it says, Did that which is good then bring death to me? By no means. It was sin producing death in me through what is good, in order that sin might be shown to be sin, and through the commandment might become sinful beyond measure. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am of the flesh sold under sin. For I do not understand my own actions for I do not do what I want but I do the very thing I hate I, I wish we had more leaders in the body and in the church that were able to just be so open in this way because it's very powerful and I think it leads it will lead it leads more people to conviction and repentance to look at themselves if your leader is looking at themselves in this manner we should be looking at ourselves in that manner as well let me continue so now it is no longer i who do it but sin that dwells within me for i know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh for i have the desire to do what is right but not the ability to carry it out for i do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I keep on doing. Now, if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. 
So I find it to be a law that when I want to do right, evil lies close at hand. For I delight in the law of God in my inner being, but I see in my members another law waging war against the law of my mind and making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members. Wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? And listen to how he wraps it up. He says, thanks be to God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So then I myself serve the law of God with my mind, but with my flesh, I serve the law of sin. And we understand, I believe this is in first or second Corinthians, we're called to walk in the spirit and not walk in the flesh, right? Because the flesh desires things that are displeasing, unpleasing, that do not please God. But when you walk in the spirit, you are walking according to God's word, his plans for your life. You're walking in righteousness and you're being obedient. You're submitting and surrendering to the Holy Spirit. So <clears throat> that's all I have for you today. I just wanted to take the time to really get into vulnerability and explain a little bit of what I meant behind everything that I had said in the last episode. I hope that this encourages you. I hope that it blesses you. I hope it allows you to see things in a way that maybe you hadn't seen before. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you so much for the gift of your Holy Spirit. We thank you for your grace and your mercy. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you that we are made righteous through your Holy Spirit. We thank you that we are made righteous through through Christ. Lord, I pray that you give us wisdom and discernment with regard to being vulnerable. Being vulnerable with others. Show us when to speak and when not to speak. Show us when... Our vulnerability can be used to bless others, can be used as a testimony of your faithfulness, can be used as a, as a testimony to, to glorify your name, can be used as a testimony to encourage others to press on fighting the good fight and to press on um, struggling, fighting and, 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 and going through this, this struggle of walking in the spirit and denying ourselves and denying the desires of the flesh and dying to ourselves but being made new creations in you and walking in newness each day through Christ taking up our crosses daily God I ask for your hand of guidance and direction Lord may we submit to your Holy Spirit may we be obedient to you God may you be gentle with us Lord and patient with us God and may we be patient toward ourselves Lord may we receive your grace each day and may we walk and live and respond with grace in the same manner in the name of Jesus I pray amen
I hope this episode has encouraged you. I hope it's allowed you maybe to see things in a way that maybe you hadn't seen before, recognized before. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really do appreciate it. If this episode has blessed you in any way, please feel free to share it with a friend. Follow the page if you have not yet already. Please leave us a review that helps us grow as a podcast. And we will be getting into more podcast exclusive content. So I have this little book called 199 Promises of God. So at the end of each episode, we're going to just get into one of the promises of God. So promise number 96. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation. For when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, 